Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the third official episode of the Academic Probation Podcast. My name is James, and I will be your host, as always. And today I'm joined by a computer science undergraduate, Eugene. Hey. Eugene, how is it going? It's going well. How are you? Uh, things are going okay. Um, so how's your uh, how are online classes going as a uh, for a computer science student? Um, honestly, not too much has changed. A lot of the classes are pretty similar in style because, well, we use computers for those classes, even when it's in person. Uh, so it's pretty much the same, yeah. Because out of all the classes, you assume that uh, computer science would be the would be the best uh, capable of transitioning right to online. Yeah, uh, um, like other than labs and stuff where you have in person help and someone like actually looking over your shoulder. The lecture delivery is basically the same, so it transitions really well. It does also somewhat depend on the professor. Um, some professors are just really bad. <laughs> they just try and deliver the course exactly the same as in person, and it doesn't always translate great, but sometimes it works out. Even like not even just online, but in person, in the person lectures too. Do you find that like computer science compared to other classes you've taken are they more tech savvy? than other profs or does it range it ranges i've had some profs that are <laughs> actually kind of stupid when it comes to uh tech somehow even though they're like supposed to be like renowned for being good with technology and programming um but i also have some professors that are just like really really good with it and you have no idea what they're doing and whatnot but i had one professor who she was so bad with technology. I think we had like 30 minutes of class go by of her just trying to figure out how to make her presentation work. Uh, and that's not even like anything you need like tech savviness for too. Um, I avoid taking her classes like the plague if I can help it. Are we, are we talking like just like a basic PowerPoint presentation? Yeah, sort of just like just getting her like screen on on the whiteboard kind of thing. So for your for your comp side profs, do they tend to be more presentation or like do they do you still have when you were in person? Did they go blackboard style like with chalk and everything? Uh, it really depends on who it is and the course. Um, a lot of the professors just do like screen share off their laptop onto your projector screen, but some of the older professors really prefer to use the blackboard. And uh, I'd say it's about one quarter of the professors use the blackboard. Like the, the the blackboard chalkboard kind of deal. Yeah, chalkboard. Even write code in chalk. No, it's never it's, really made sense to me. I still don't understand how some profs are still stuck on chalkboards. Yeah. The technology is there, just you know. Sometimes I get it if it's like math. It kind of makes sense to use a chalkboard, but computer science, not so much. So if you're if you're doing a say a computer science, um, a uh, assignment or a project, do you tend to write out the code and stuff first then before putting it into the computer or do you should go right to the typing it in? Uh, it really depends on the degree of difficulty I find. Uh, some assignments are easy enough that you can kind of formulate how you're going to do it before you do it. So you don't have to write it out or anything, but the harder assignments, especially in the upper years, you tend to want to think about it and write stuff down like a few days in advance before you even try and code it because they get quite difficult. You want to make sure you know what you're writing before you write it. Otherwise, it can take 
actually forever. Just to make sure everyone's on the same page. So what what exactly is um, computer science? Is it just coding or is it just like, because you're an undergrad of just basic computer science, right? Right, right. So computer science is a mix of coding and like academia. Um, if you're talking just coding skills, uh, usually software engineering, at least in Canada, covers more of the technical and workplace skills where computer science has a bit of overlap with like research and theory and mathematics and all that stuff. Um, but in the end, it really does boil down to like how to code and how to think like a coder, if that makes sense. Okay. So what, what made you, uh, what inspired you to go into uh, computer science? Part of it is just, it's, it's pretty famous for having really stable jobs. <laughs> good pay. Um, I'm also, I've been interested in computers since I was young. So it really, that helps out a lot. But uh, I've also tried a few other majors and nothing hit quite like computer science did once I tried it out. So being the uh, the computer science guy, and I know I'm guilty of this. Um, does, are you just the go-to person when people have uh, any tech related issues with anything? Um, Honestly, a lot of my friends are also good with computers. So um, we all ask each other stuff if something comes up, uh, in terms of like my family, uh, yeah, I'm pretty much the go-to guy and my friends who aren't as tech savvy, they, a lot of them ask me stuff about it, but uh, within my inner circle of like computer science friends, uh, it's like, we have group chats. We all bounce questions off of if there's any, if there's any issues, cause we're all, we're all pretty good with it. I guess that would make sense that most of yeah. your fellow acquaintances would be in comp side as well. I've never really met someone who's not tech savvy to some degree in the program. Yeah. I, well, that makes sense. And spoiler alert, um, all my, all the podcast questions that I have audio wise, I come to you. <laughs> yeah. So if for any reason, this podcast in this episode or any future episode sounds bad, uh, we can blame you. Yeah. I'll, I'll take responsibility. I'll take responsibility. So that kind of transitions into the next thing I wanted to ask was that, um, why exactly, why is computer science like, why is it so hot right now and upcoming? Cause like I knew someone who they were on the road to medicine, but they just like, Oh, I have a, I'm going to switch over to a comp side degree because this <laughs> I is think I know that someone into. too. Um, it's, it's hot because it's, it's always growing. Um, technology is, uh, like at the forefront of new businesses and new, new research. And like for things such as like, I don't know, flying a shuttle to the moon or something that requires a lot of programming uh, and it has since the earliest launches. Um, so the field is just constantly expanding and it has a lot of room to grow as well. So I think that's why uh, it's so popular in that regard. Yeah, because from what I've heard, it's like in any degree you get, if you also get a double major and slap on a computer science degree, like you're instantly yeah. going to be employable as soon as you graduate. Because uh, in those niche fields, there's there's always a need for them, but there's not always the people to fill them. So if you say do bioinformatics, for example, um, from what I understand from some of my professors, they, they work in the field and they're always short on people, but they always always need people to come join so that's why you're pretty much guaranteed a pretty good paying job if you have the skill set so even just with a even just like a plain computer science degree you'd still be able to get employed pretty regularly yeah you'd say some of my friends who've graduated 
they basically almost always nab a job immediately or even before they've been uh before they graduate they're just always in demand because there's all the startup businesses there's the big businesses like google and facebook they always need new people new creative people especially um so yeah i guess we're in the digital age right yeah we sure are okay and here's here's another question here's a more uh intellectual heavy based question for computer science um why where are all the hot chicks in computer science because <laughs> i've met i took one class i've taken one class in computer science back in earlier as a because all engineers needed to have a slightly bit of coding i guess right right and and the only hot girls in there were the hot girls from engineering the, there's no girls in where are the hot chicks is the main question honestly if we're talking canada probably in vancouver probably vancouver but it's a highly male dominated field so it's still pretty rare yeah i guess well i don't know where would you say where would you say what's the degree for the most hot chicks would it be psychology no that's a pretty heavily female dominated. yeah um a lot of like nursing too Nursing yeah, and, that's it. Yeah, nursing yeah, yeah. and health sciences yeah. for sure. Health sciences. Yeah, I took one health science, computer science cross course, and who never seen that many before in one class, honestly. Also, statistics for life sciences. There was a lot there too. It's like the biology majors and stuff. Oh, I guess yeah. So anything, anything, yeah, that is that can be related to medical. I guess it seems. Yeah. And then I guess uh, part two of that question. Is is it true that the stereotype is that in computer science is just full of um, Indian students and Indian professors? Um, I think that really depends where you go because I've been to I've been to places where it kind of is, um, but <clears throat> out in Victoria, it's yeah. There's a pretty good mix uh, between the students and professors. I've never really seen one class be lopsided on like indian dudes or anything like that i know like that's the stereotype because like when you go online and like look up any computer science tutorial it's always just oh yeah indian absolutely professors. but they're so good they teach they teach the, the stuff you learn in class way better than your professors do have you ever um taken a class where you've just basically learned everything through the on through youtube basically absolutely absolutely i actually had a professor one time um his advice to us was to look at YouTube videos for our learning to supplement it. Just look at the topic, look something up. Uh, and he actually linked us YouTube videos too, on top of his lectures. So just, just to, like, hopefully just a supplement, not to like, Oh, yeah, this is exactly. how oh yeah. He was, he was trying to help us learn more. He wasn't just saying like, I'm not teaching you. Here's YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I'm sad to admit how many, uh, how many, especially math classes I've had to uh, basically relearn myself on my, on YouTube. Oh, oh yeah. Same here math classes almost every time we have a lecture i have to watch youtube videos to figure out what was going on yeah it's amazing how many uh how many just um less than good professors are out there oh absolutely and i've had a fair share of just like grad students as my professor and that doesn't really help either do do you find that grad students tend to be a whole a lot worse than a regular professor for computer science um so far, it's been really hit or miss, but it's been about 50-50. I've had some grad students that really knew what they were doing, but I've also had somewhere like I had to drop immediately because they 
didn't seem like their head was screwed on properly. Oh, you you could tell right away from the first lecture that it was yeah. like, this is going to be a bad time. Within one or two, it's like I can't. I got to drop this course. Oh, so that's a good thing. Speaking of terrible, uh, bad profs, bad grad students. Um, so programs like Microsoft Word or Microsoft Excel, right? Those are created by people in computer science, right? Yeah. To code those programs. Yeah. So as someone in computer science, can you explain to me and I guess the audience why Microsoft Word and Microsoft Excel are so fucking garbage? <laughs> I think that they set out to do so much more than we need them to do. And part of it is that they have to include a subset of like features that not really the common person is going to touch. Um, they need to be prepared for like hardcore business people as well. So you get this big clutter of features that you typically won't ever touch. And it just becomes really hard to navigate. So um, for example, if you go into Word, there's just tons and tons of options in the top bar and there's so many different menus now. Uh, they kind of have to do that because their user base requires it. But I would say that a majority of the people don't use it and it just becomes a big mess. And I think that has a lot to do with it. Okay, that, that would make sense. Yeah, because I was trying to write a, uh, a lab report last weekend and I, I spent multiple hours just trying to figure out how to include equations and different stuff in the word layout without it modifying and moving the text around. Absolutely. All so um, yeah, it almost sounds like they need like a Microsoft Word junior. Yeah, and actually there are certain softwares <clears throat> uh, that are very broken down so that it's very simple. And um, if you've ever heard of Markdown, it's a type of markup language that kind of allows you to do text editing in a really simple way. And some markdown editors allow you to do like LaTeX for like the math equations and stuff. So there are certain other programs that are less standard that can actually give you what you want, just like an upfront text editor with the formatting you want. But in the end, Microsoft Word is so standard, it's hard to get away from. Yeah, I imagine that like there's no uh, big competitors that are even close to uh, replacing it. No, no. There are some free competitors that have decent traction, but in terms of the Microsoft Word itself, it's it's not very close at all, no. So um, in regards to stereotypes surrounding computer science degree and computer science, what, in your opinion, is, is the one thing that's thrown out the most that's just not true that really bugs you and your fellow uh, computer scientists? Hmm. I wouldn't say it really bugs us because we know who we are, but... There's a stereotype that we're all just like gross, sweaty nerds, <laughs> for sure. Um, although it's not really true, there are, of course, some some people in the program who, like, you know, you sit beside them, they're like six feet away, but you can still smell them kind of thing. Uh, they totally exist, but for the most part, most computer science students are just regular people. So you're not all but just a bunch of sweaty 4chan using nerds no, in no. your mom's basement kind of deal? Not typically. Actually, some of the more like athletic people I've met are computer science people too. So that's that's pretty cool. Okay. What would you what would you say is the percentage of people in computer science who uh, who wear glasses? <laughs> oh I'm gonna say like a quarter of people wear glasses in the program. Okay. Well that's a lot lower than I uh, than I figured it oh, would yeah. be. A lot of my a lot of my classes, 
most of the people look just like any old students. So about a quarter, I'd say. Okay. So, oh, and here's another one for computer science and general as a whole. I guess on a difficulty scale with all the other sciences. So we won't include include engineering because that's applied science and that's we know that's the hardest of all the sciences. <laughs> so where would you say computer science ranks among the sciences for di- difficulty-wise? Because uh... we know it's it's far more difficult than any arts, especially English. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of hard to say. I haven't taken much in terms of like chemistry or or anything i'd say it's maybe top five i would say uh although i don't have too much hands-on experience with the other courses uh a lot of the like the deeper theory gets really tough and there's a number of upper division courses that have like 50 to 55 percent class averages and i don't think that happens too much in the other sciences as far as i know so is there like a part of the computer science degree where like it's like the, the choke off, like the heavy drop off from like where people, it uh, I guess separates people? Like, is there a, a class or is there a, like at what point in the degree does like, is there a big fall off? Yeah. At the second semester of the third year, you have this theory course, um, which tackles some, some deeper theory and there's a lot of proving and stuff that goes on, which is hard for everybody. Um, and a lot of, a lot of deep theoretical things like how to tell if a problem is mathematically impossible to solve sort of thing. And it has a notoriously low uh, average grade and a really high fail rate. And I feel like it does cause a barrier for a lot of students coming through in the program. And I know a lot of people have to retake it sometimes more than once. So courses like that. There's also an operating systems course, which isn't too too bad but it does prove to be challenging for some people because it's it's kind of a different look that we don't really get earlier on in our degree so a bunch of new new stuff that can be quite challenging yeah because like overall like when if you're with your if you're bashing other degrees or judging other degrees when computer science comes up it's usually pretty respectable i'd say it's hard to bash it definitely is yeah because i don't see it very many people making fun of computer science students. No, I've never had anyone make fun of my degree uh, at me anyways. No? No. So what, what, uh, for, as computer scientists go, what, what degree do you guys make fun of the most? Hmm. It's tough. It's tough. Probably, probably like psychology still. Hey, that's a, that's a good yeah, one. Yeah. Um, we have we have a pretty good respect for the software engineers too because we take a lot of the same courses so we know a lot of them and uh, I think we've we know that it's is up it's up there as well software engineering um, would you say um is software engineering like more related to computer science or more related to typical standard engineering uh, it's more related to computer science um, as far as I know the overlap of classes is like 50 percent like almost all the major classes overlap between the two programs. It's just that the software engineering students have to take those like technical writing courses and uh, like le- and um, like leadership stuff and all that stuff. Um, so you get more hands-on experience in the software engineering, but your technical skills are pretty much the same as far as I know. Okay, so like the, the base foundation is all computer science. Yeah. Okay, well, that would make sense.
Yeah, I don't know. And I'm pretty sure software engineers are one of the most employable engineers once they, oh, uh, once they graduate. Yeah. And I feel like they're more likely to get meaningful work because I have a number of engineering friends who just end up doing desk jobs for a while uh, rather than like anything that they want to do. And they seem to be pretty annoyed at that. But I don't think that happens too much in computer science degrees. Yeah, I'll have to make sure to cut this out because I have to make sure engineering looks uh, is the best degree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then, um, so I guess if say there was a grade 12 student and they came up to you and they said, hey, I'm thinking of going into computer science. What would be the, the, the number one piece of advice you would give them or recommendations? I just say start learning right away. Um, not a lot of, well, in smaller communities, high schools don't really offer anything uh, in terms of learning computer science, but um, the internet has just endless amounts of resources to learn and no better way to be good at computer science than to just do it. It's one of those things where practice makes perfect. And there are some very famous computer scientists that are completely self-taught. Like there's websites where there's coding competitions or hacking competitions. And there's one, I think he was just a teenager at the time. There's one guy who completely dominated any competition he entered and he was just completely self-taught and like 14 or 15 years old. So yeah, just basically just look up stuff, learn stuff, um, and just practice code every day. Um, the theory stuff will come along once the course comes along. Uh, but if you, if you have the practical skill set, it'll come a long way in terms of university. And you can start coding on any computer, I'm assuming? Uh, pretty much. Uh, if you have a Windows, a Mac, or a Linux, it's super easy to get into coding in almost all the languages. Um, and there's, it's pretty much it, yeah. Okay, and you mentioned um, you mentioned hacking, and I was going to ask a off-topic question. Have you you've seen the movie The Social Network? I have not actually. I've been meaning to watch that one for a while. Oh darn! Because there's a there's a, an infamous hacking scene at the start of that movie that's apparently <laughs> somewhat realistic. So ah, okay, I'll have to check that out then. I'll confirm with you later. Yeah, because that's that's the benchmark when people say like hacking. Because notoriously, hacking scenes in movies are always oh yeah, it's like complete garbage, right? Just like hacking away at the keyboard, and you're like, I'm in. You know, it's yeah. not really how it goes. Because the social network is the only movie I've ever seen where it's like people regard it as oh, the hacking is that's legit how computer science works. Oh, okay, that's interesting. I'll have to check it out. No, yeah, and I guess um, oh, and for the for the final question of the podcast, and we ask this to every uh, every major. Or every guest we have. So your response is going to be on behalf of every single uh, computer every single science one? Okay, okay. Yeah, so you speak for the entirety of computer science. So this is the uh, the plagiarizing question. <laughs> so um, you're taking an elective. Okay. And an arts course. And you're tasked with going and taking a photo. Everyone submits their photos. Prof puts them all up the wall and says, hey, this photo here was the best one. Unfortunately, it wasn't yours. But that photo, you look at it, you realize without and with a hundred percent certainty, no chance of any doubts, you realize that photo is stolen from online. So the question is, do you go and tell the prof that Ooh. after class, or do you do you say nothing? And this, in your relation to the other student is, you don't know them; they're just a person you don't in your know class. Them? Uh, I don't really say anything. No, I think that's just it. Makes sense to say something, but I just stay out of it. Yeah, just none of your none of your business sort of. None of my business. 
Okay, so you're on, you're on team uh, no snitch. No snitch. Yeah. I think so far we're three people. Three degrees have said no, and one degree has said yes. One degree said yes. What? Which degree has said yes? I'm curious. That was the uh, psychology degree. Ah, the psychology. Of course, of course, it's the psychology. So just another reason why everyone hates the psych majors. <laughs> yeah, and uh, for future reference, that usually doesn't fly in a computer science course. Um, the professors have a lot of anti-cheating programs they can run through to check uh, any text or photo if it's been plagiarized or not. So you tend not to because you know they can find it. Okay, well, cause that's interesting because I recall in my in the computer science class I took, obviously I would never cheat because engineers don't do ever such a thing. <laughs> but it would end up, we would do assignments. So they were like, we had the code a certain way and basically the code ended up being the exact same. Right. It was just like you would change the name of the variable or something. Mm-hmm. So like, is... So, but you were mentioning, so I guess an upper level computer science cheating is not that prominent or it's very hard to get away with. Um, it's hard to get away with um, because even if you change the variable, um, it can still be detected. So basically how it works is it doesn't look at the text of your code, but it looks at how it's compiled. Um, uh, so it takes a look at the data and the memory rather than just the words. So it can see if the, if the code is actually functioning identically rather than if the, if the code is written identically. And that's how they catch it. Okay, so because I guess it can be written in many different ways even though it functions the exact same? Yeah, exactly. So if it's something that's complicated, obviously if it's something simple, it'll be written the same way by at least a few students. Um, so you can't really accuse that of plagiarism. But if it's a very complicated thing, and um, they run it through these softwares that check for that kind of difference, um, then it becomes pretty easy to catch because it's usually really unique. The longer it go, the longer the code is, the harder it is to be exactly the same as the next guy. So, okay, I think that makes a lot more sense because I guess yeah. the the computer science uh, the course I took, all the assignments were relatively short. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing plagiarism wasn't a big issue with that course. Uh, definitely not. I don't know of anyone who ever would plagiarize. <laughs> Some professors actually just don't care to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know there's professors who bluff about it to try and prevent it, but they'll never do anything about it. Oh, I guess they're just, they're they just at the point where they're burnt out. They just don't care. Yeah. Or they just, they realize um, that it's especially something simple that it's, it's easy to be replicated. And of course it's really easy to look up. And if, if the solution doesn't have like infinitely many ways to implement then they usually don't do anything about it. Okay, that's uh, well, that's nice here. I'm assuming yeah. you've no, obviously, you've never cheated, of course. No, no, computer science majors don't cheat. Okay, well, just like engineers, that... man. Just like engineers. All right, we'll add them to the list. So for everyone has confirmed <laughs> that no, no degrees have ever cheated. So yeah. we're assuming it's just the English majors. Just the English majors. I, I, I agree with that one. Well, are there uh, any closing uh, comments or last remarks you'd like to make on behalf of computer science as a whole? Hmm. On behalf of computer science as a whole, huh? It's a really tough question. We're not just a bunch of fat, sweaty nerds, but uh, there is a stereotype that we can be a bit antisocial, and it is a little bit true, but you can still talk to us. Okay, and I guess you guys don't, don't just speak in code. You're just normal. No, 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 we don't. <laughs> I might die if I had to speak in code to people. I'll admit, I plagiarized that joke from the social network. Oh, did you? (laughs) It's a good thing I haven't seen it then. 
Okay, so you get every, computer science. Is, you guys are just normal everyday jokes. Or normal everyday jokes, with a little bit more technology uh, information than the regular guy. But okay. Well, Eugene, I'm, uh, I'd like to thank you for coming on to this episode. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of the critically acclaimed academic probation podcast. Um, if anyone has any questions regarding this episode on computer science or anything, any topics brought up. Uh, feel free to send us an email at academicprobationpodcast at gmail.com and we'll be sure to get right back to you. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Academic Probation Podcast for future updates. And uh, we'd like to thank you for listening, everyone, and uh, good luck in your studies. <laughs>